Good morning and welcome to Community Connections with Children's Services Council of St. Lucie County. I'm just one of your hosts, Sean Boyle. With me is Ashley Mock. And welcome to the half hour radio program. And by the way, Ashley, that whole intro, can you believe we've been saying that for over nine years? I really can't. It's sometimes, I think I've told you this before, I get Facebook memories of like old photos that we've shared on Facebook. And there was one recently of us from like 10 years ago. I think we were actually in the studio with Jennifer Jock, who used to work oh, yeah, for yeah, Boys yeah. and Girls Club. Um, it was like 10 years ago and we look way younger for sure. It's um, weird that 10 years ago we would look way younger. <laughs> it's especially, crazy, right? right? Go well, figure. Well, welcome to the show. It's all about connecting, besides going down memory lane, all about <laughs> connecting you, the listener, uh, to resources and things that are available in our great community we call St. Lucie County. Now, we at the Children's Services Council, myself, Ashley, uh, you know, by the way, if we wanted to mix it up in those nine years, we could change our names. Maybe we'd come up with radio oh. names. What would be oh. like uh, uh, a, a good radio name? Think about like that it. while I finish this intro. So right. we at the Children's <laughs> Services Council, despite figuring out new ways to name ourselves, we concentrate on five priorities. And those priorities are, one, making sure every baby's a healthy baby. Two, stopping child abuse before it happens. Three, keeping kids off the streets. Four, keeping them in school. And five, keeping them off drugs, alcohol, and other risk behaviors. And we do that by funding and making available 53 programs that are on track to reach over 40,000 children this year. And obviously, this show is the most entertaining way to learn about all of those programs, but we have several different places where you can get information about the programs and the work that they are doing in the community. One of the newest or at least most updated ways is in our family guide, which we have available in printed copies, but also on our website at cscslc.org. It's got a brief description of each one of those 53 programs that Sean talked about, along with contact information. So if you are looking for a resource for your family or for help for a friend's family, um, all of the information that you need about those programs is included in that. And we can even bring them to you. So if you have a place of business or a church or a program that you'd like those distributed at, just give us a call or hop on our website. There's actually a quick form you can fill out and we will make sure that you get copies of those family guides to share also. Yeah, the family guides are a, a nice handy dandy way to kind of carry the radio program with you, if you will. <laughs> there you go. You can do that. Uh, and also mention um, if you want to stay in contact with us and more importantly, just know what's going on in the community uh, to follow us on Facebook. Um, and if you're a little bit more adventurous, look us up on Instagram. Just look up St. Lucie CSC. And I believe that's how you find us on Instagram, right? That is correct. The gram, as the young kids say, the IG. The kids these days, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, I got another way that people can pick up program guides. Oh, man. I know. Now, bear with me. There's a little bit of a story. No, I just can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, another way that people can pick up the program guides is by joining us on Friday, December 16th at the Sunrise Theater, where we we will have our 11th annual Sounds of the Season concert, but bonus, we'll also have program guides there as well. So uh, come join us for our 11th annual Sounds of the Season. We're going to enjoy together as a community, support our children and youth, but also get in the holiday spirit by uh, giving warm applause to the Boys and Girls Club, Future Generations, Pace Center for Girls, and of course, End It, who will all be performing yours truly along with 
Ashley truly will also <laughs> will also be on stage emceeing the event. Larry Lee will be there with us at the beginning. It's going to be another great time. We got a couple of surprises in store. Uh, so it's going to be a good time. And and again, you can pick up program guys. Just go uh, go to the Sunrise Box Office downtown Fort Pierce. I don't know their exact hours, but I know that they're open. Uh, you can run there for lunch. You can run there uh, early evening. Uh, uh, tickets are free. It's a free holiday concert. We hope to have all 1,200 seats filled. So spread the word. Grab them for your friends and family. Make a whole family adventure out of it. <laughs> but join us on Friday, December 16th for our 11th. Can you believe it's been 11? 11th annual Sounds of the Season no. concert. We're old. All the shows reinforced into me today is that we are old. Wow, that's um, I know that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I got. But um, I, you know, I would say I know the box office hours are a little bit funky for some. Um, if you have trouble getting there during that that window of time, just give them a call. Um, they are often uh, flexible and they love working with you, um, our community members. So just give the box office a call and figure out a time that's good for you to stop and get those tickets. Uh, I'm trying to look up their box office hours while we're on the phone, but or on the, on, on the phone, on the radio. <laughs> Are you on the phone? <laughs> I, by the way, I, uh, I happened, you know, this is the show that we're recording after Thanksgiving, which is, I know weird because we've already had a show after Thanksgiving, but we time travel on this show. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, we uh, listened to several podcasts, um, and I pointed out to my wife about how our show is a podcast that she was able to find on Spotify. It now, she, she didn't want to listen to it because she's like, I hear you talk all the time. I'm like, yeah, but what about Ashley? <laughs> but uh, uh, it was good to know that you you can find our podcast version of the show. Just look up Community, Community Connections with Children's Services Council, and voila, we are there. It's magic. And we do actually on our website, we have a great page that kind of uh, houses all of the past episodes and it'll link you to Spotify to get all of the podcast episodes that are shared there. And I say that because I have told several people in the last week or so, you and I, I think at least one of my favorite shows of the year is when we get to have a mental health discussion, which turns into often a therapy therapy session session. (laughs) for me and you. Um, but we had a great conversation with Andrea Greenleaf from Tykes and Teens not too long ago. And that is um, a podcast episode that you can get to. Um, but I would just encourage everybody if there is, you know, she she gave some really good tips and hints for families who might be struggling at the holidays. Um, it's a really good conversation that we got to have with her. And Tykes and Teens is an incredible resource in our community. So that is one that I would encourage you to go back and listen to if you missed it. Um, but it, it's right on the top of that Spotify page because it's probably the most frequently <laughs> listened to. So so this is uh, uh, not really related but uh, and we're not going to get any reward on this, although they're certainly more than willing to sponsor us. But one thing that I, you know, when we had that conversation with Miss Greenlee, I think I told you because you know holidays bring back a lot of emotions. I lost my mother two years ago on Christmas, um, and so uh, that show was a little bit. I think I even messaged you. I was like, I'm having a little difficulty here. I'm cutting out my audio so I can get my stuff together. Uh, but I listened to a podcast. Uh, when we were driving over the holidays called All There Is with Anderson Cooper. And it's all about him coping with the death of his mother 
and oh, wow. and you learn some other stuff. And it is if you if you are know anybody that's going through grief and you are a podcast listener, and trust me, we are not getting any money for me mentioning this, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, look up all there is with Anderson Cooper. It's a very very powerful podcast. Awesome. All right, I think I've done enough rambling. Let's bring on our guest. I'm writing that down. Okay, so we talked about mental health. Now we're going to talk about health health. <laughs> um, That's a good transition. I like right? it. Health health. Um, we have been lucky at the Children's Services Council to have an amazing partnership with our Florida Department of Health here in St. Lucie County. And one of the maybe not so widely known programs that we support, that we work with, is our school health nurses. And we have an incredible team of school health nurses in St. Lucie County that work very hard to make sure that all of our kids are healthy. Um, And we have a great representative from them today, Miss Elizabeth Pantano, who's been a long friend of us at Children's Services Council. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Beth. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And she's pinch hitting, ironically, (laughs) for somebody who's under the weather. So it's really kind of all just full circle here. It is. It's, It's really full circle. But, you know, I do think that that this is one of those programs that maybe people don't understand is under the the Children's Services Council umbrella family. Um, But it is a a program that we've had a longstanding partnership with. And obviously, one of our goals, Sean talked about it, is keeping kids in school. And one of the best ways that we can do that is to make sure that they're healthy when they show up and so they don't miss any days of school. And I know that's something that you and your team work really hard to do in our schools. So Beth, do you want to talk a little bit about how the program is structured and how you guys work in the school district? Absolutely. So in the state of Florida, the school health program is a collaboration between the, the Florida Department of Health and the school district. And so there are 11 school nurse positions um, with the Florida Department of Health, and there are 37 schools that um, the Florida Department of Health nurses cover. Um, There are about 51 health paras, and so there are health paras in every school, and the registered nurses delegate um, the task to provide care for the students. Um, The nurses have anywhere from three to five schools that they cover, and they are always available um, by telephone, and they visit different schools. And um, they, we delegate by teaching the health parents skills, um, like medication administration, Um, how to take care of students with chronic illnesses like asthma and seizures, diabetes, things like that. Um, We do individual um, emergency action plans for students with health conditions. Um, We review those care plans with the teachers to make certain that the students are safe in school. Um, We monitor immunizations and physicals in schools. We do case management. Um, I always like to say there's really nothing we don't do. I was going to say, that's a lot of things already that you mentioned. Um, and, And I know even, you know, when we're talking about three to five schools each for those nurses, 
that's like, could be up upwards of a thousand kids. Is that right? Um, it could actually be upwards of 5,000 kids. Oh gosh. Yeah. So that's a lot of work um, to be done. And I know, I will just say from, from a parent perspective, I think the health para at my child's elementary school was probably one of their favorite people on campus, for sure for my girls when they attended there. Um, my son hasn't quite figured out that if you go to the nurse, you can go home yet. So we'll just leave that alone. But the girls learned very quickly um, that Miss Grossman was like their BFF and she would always take care of them. And so we spent a lot of time talking with with the health pair at their school. Um, but but truly some of that work, whether it's the preventative or, you know, the treatment for some of the things that are happening at school, you guys are really like the first line of defense for some of the kids that are on campus. Yes, absolutely. Um, whether the child is sick or whether the child doesn't like math, you know, <laughs> wants to get a class that way, yeah. you know, we're um, the first line for mental health issues, really, you know, everything. Um, it's a, it's a big responsibility and, um, we're never bored. That's for certain. <laughs> I can imagine that for sure. <laughs> so, so obviously, you know, and you kind of said it at the top, Ashley, that, you know, school nurse program is kind of one of those ones that, you know, nobody probably really thinks that, you know, that doesn't think when I, about school, like, oh yeah, of course there's nurses there, but they, they know that there's nurses there. Right. Cause I, pr every parent's got that call. Hey, your child's in the, in the nurse's office, not feeling good. Uh, but I, I'm curious because, you know, we're in flu season. Uh, who knows where we are with COVID, but we're in flu season. So, so like, what are some of the, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking for our listeners who are like Sean, Ashley, like, you know, my kid goes to school. Of course, there's a school nurse there. I'm not going to call them and say, hey, I need more nursing services. Uh, so is there any general like tips that you could give parents and grandparents as far as uh, making sure that their kids stay healthy just in general or particularly during this time of the year? Absolutely. So for all the respiratory illnesses out there, we um, teach the children in school um, to cover their cough with their elbow. Um, not to sneeze in their hands or cough in their hands. We teach them lots of hand washing. Um, that's preferred over hand sanitizer, but if you can't wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. Um, and to stay home when you're sick. Yeah. Um, the students, if they have a, a fever, they need to stay home. You know, if they need to visit their doctors, get immunized, um, get their flu vaccine. Um COVID vaccines, and that's another way of staying healthy. But hand washing is the top way of staying healthy. We got a we got a great uh, I don't know demonstration, I guess, of hand washing from a bar of soap that was a school nurse. Susie the soap, <laughs> At the, like yeah, Susie the soap, like very early before COVID really blew up. I feel like um, we got a great hand washing demonstration in that. So. You know, I know that that's something that's discussed still in school as well. 
Um, but it's, and I, I know too, Beth, that you've got a love for the conversation around oral health and what that has done here in our community. Are there any other things that you guys are seeing, um, that maybe we need to make parents aware of or to pay attention to? I know oral health is a big one, so we could definitely talk about that if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Oral health is always a big one. We, um, partner with, um, our dental program here at the Florida Department of Health, um, with um for health for oral health screenings um that are being done throughout the schools and they're doing a great job i think the program is called forever smiles and they are very happy to be back in the schools and screening um post this covid when when everything was going to shut down so that's a big deal um Students need to, you know, visit a dentist every six months to get their checkups and their teeth cleaned. And um, we teach um, 5210, which is a program that teaches um, to eat five fruits and vegetables every day, have two hours or less of recreational screen time, um, one hour of exercise, and zero sugary drinks. And so that helps with the students, um, with their overall health and with their oral health as well. Um, we do dress up sometimes like soap or toothbrushes <laughs> or, or fruits fruit. and vegetables. Berries, strawberries, yeah. grapes. Like, grapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to make it fun for the students and um, the staff gives them a smile too. So, so when you were talking about health tips, I'm just going to, this is my little soapbox for the day. Ashley's heard me say this before. So you talked about when you're sick, stay at home. Right. And that, you know, even as adults, when you're in the workplace and you're like somebody, you can just hear them. You're just like, you go, you you just send them a message. Like, what are you doing here? Just go home. Like, you know, I, I feel bad that you feel sick, but I also don't want to get sick. So please go home. So I say all that to say that. I can remember when my kids were young going to the school assembly, you know, and these two students never missed a day at school. Right. <laughs> like one kid never missed a day at school for like five years. And all I kept thinking was, you're the reason why my kid had to come home sick because somebody sent their kid sick to school that year because there's no way somebody cannot be sick the entire year. Or it's rare, I should say. Yes, absolutely. It's important that for students and teachers to stay home when they're sick. And in the clinic, in the school health room, the health para um, is pretty good about, you know, deciding because a lot of children do come down because they would like to go home, you know, or they always use don't like math because that would have been me. Um, but they're pretty good at, at determining who's sick and needs to go home and who needs some um, verbal reassurance and to be sent back to class. Well, and that's a very good point too. And I will, I know that I've, I've, I'm going to give her several shout outs because Miss Grossman at River's Edge Elementary is the best. Um, and I will share a personal story. My daughter in third and fourth grade was a frequent flyer in the school nurse in the office. Um, and we learned that it was a result of some anxiety issues that she was having. And that was something that Ms. Grossman helped us identify because of how she was coming in and when she was coming in. And so that was something that we were able to get help for, um, that we were able to solve. But, you know, because of the amount of time that she was spending at school, I don't know that that's something that we would have uncovered if we hadn't been, you know, kind of counseled 
by the health para there to say, this is what I'm seeing. And, you know, this is kind of the conversation I'm having with her when she's in the office. And so there's a lot of things that can happen or present themselves um, that the school nurse can identify to help with things that are well beyond medical concerns. Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing so many mental health issues in the school with our children. And the health room is the place that the children can come. There's always somebody there. There's always somebody to listen to them and talk to them and, you know, help be the liaison between the parent and the physician, the school, um, you know, and the student. So, you know, Ashley, we've gone this far and we've <laughs> talked about it before, but it just dawned on me because, you know, all, all my pre-show planning, I forgot to check this note. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, but uh, we gave the school health nurses a big award. We did. Which included Elizabeth and the n- entire crew. They won our, cat, and this is the highest award we can give, the Catherine Basile Champion for Children Award. I think it's the first time we've given it to a collective the body group. as opposed <laughs> yeah. to an individual. But, you know, we didn't want a single, we really just wanted to give it to you, uh, Beth, but we didn't want to hurt anybody else's feelings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, And we gave it to because, you know, kind of like what you said, Ashley, at the start here, they're kind of like, I don't want to say unsung heroes because, you know, most people know who the school nurses are in their school, but they're kind of like hold the glue to keeping our community <laughs> safe. And no, no more was that evident, not only in schools, but also that little small thing called COVID that we went through. It was the school nurses that were at that front line, making sure the schools were safe and quite honestly, uh, making sure our whole community was safe. Yes, we, so um, as employees of the Florida Department of Health, we respond to um, emergency situations in the community and COVID was certainly one of them. We um, gave a lot of vaccinations and did a lot of testing and a lot of teaching. And um, it was um, quite a challenge. It was a challenge. And we feel very honored to have received that award. Um, very very well deserved, for sure. So I'm curious. Normally, when we get a, a guest on our nonprofit partner, we ask, like, what is there anything that somebody from the community could help with? you know, like whether it be donations or whatever, I'm just, and I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, does the health department need anything from the community? So, not like, Hey, come volunteer and you too can help deliver medicine. I mean, so, is there, is there anything that, you know, you would need the community's help on? Um, I think, well, like we talked about, if you're sick, stay at home, that's a, that's a huge thing. And, um, you know, talk to your students, look in their book bags, um, we um, do health screenings for students, um, which include vision and hearing, um, scoliosis and BMI, and we send referrals home. And, um, you know, if a parent ever has any problem, they can always reach their Florida Department of Health registered nurse um, and talk to us. We case manage. If you can't get in to see a doctor, we will do our best to help. Um, so really to reach out and to know that we're there. I totally forgot about the uh, scoliosis screenings. I, I yeah. can remember. Did, now, do the nurses do that themselves or do you bring somebody in to do that? The nurses do that. I totally remember. Uh, mm-hmm. It was at the bottom. I, you know, I, I, I have like, I don't have a great memory, but I have like these vivid snapshots of like <laughs> growing up. And I can remember we we're all in the stairwell of the 
of the the locker room and like to the right was the girls and the left was the the boys and they like we all met in the middle and it was the coach and somebody else would just look at you I'm like all right go down and then, you know and then and I can remember I have scoliosis uh I didn't realize it until I got older and I started having hip issues and I can remember when they looked at me they're like all right they turn around they're like wait a minute and they like pause for me like oh, no go ahead you're good and so I, I think that little pause, I think they're like, maybe there was something there, maybe not. But uh, I do remember that. Do you remember that, Ashley? I do. My brother actually has pretty severe scoliosis, and it was identified through a screening at school. I always joked that I could have played NBA basketball. I would have been three Except inches taller had they noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, the school, if the school nurse had screened you instead of the coach. Then... Exactly. Right. Right. He was just trying to get us all showered before we had to go to the next class. <laughs> Uh, but no, that is so important, especially uh, vision and, and uh, hearing, particularly when it comes to learning, right? And and Elizabeth, and you alluded to it, we've got like five minutes left on the show, uh, and it feels like it was yesterday, but I think it was about 10, 12 years ago, uh, you're the one that brought it to the attention of everybody about how important oral hygiene is to learning. Uh, and I can remember, I can remember sitting at that the roundtable meeting, you going through those <laughs> pictures of those students who were all like, holy cow, we got to do something. Uh, so it's not just, you know, we may think of health and learning as separate things, but they they go together, right? If a child's not healthy, they can't pay attention in school. If they're in pain, they can't pay attention in school. That impacts their learning, affects their grades, their confidence, and so on and so on. So really the linchpin to hold that all together, no pressure, Elizabeth, <laughs> is the school nurses. It's true. It's difficult to learn if you can't see. You know, you can't read. It's difficult to learn if you have problems hearing, you know, and it's difficult to learn if you're in pain, you know, difficult to to eat, to concentrate, you know, so many things. So health really is um, important. You you can't learn if you're not safe, you know, if if you don't feel safe, if you are having anxiety, it's difficult to learn. So all those things um, have to come as a precursor, you know, to learning. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe that's the thing. Um, and I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, when is school nurse? I know there's a school nurse appreciation week or day, isn't there? It's in the springtime. I know that. Right. I think it's so, in May. I think it's very close to actually teacher appreciation week, which makes perfect sense because right. you guys do work so closely um together so i do i think it's in may i feel like it's in may sometime <laughs> so you know we i i said we normally have a nonprofit, you know or a partner and we ask them how the community can help and you said obviously just follow safety guidelines wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands you know the the <laughs> elbow cough and stay home but the other thing that we could ask our listeners to do is and we'll find the exact date as it gets closer is to make sure that you express your appreciation to your school nurse because chances are they probably never met the person but again they're the ones behind the scenes putting it all together all right so we've got like a minute left elizabeth any anything else exciting happening at the health department we need to know about <laughs> um well the health department is always busy um there is um you know keeping the people in the community safe and healthy and um, if anyone has any questions, they can go to the health department website um, to see all the services that we provide and um, how we support the community. And I, I do know, and this is the last thing that we'll wrap up on is I do know that you guys recently did your Jessica Clinton heart screenings not that long ago. 
um, which is a phenomenal event. I know Ashley, you've taken your your children there. I know a couple of people that have taken their kids there. Uh, my kids are too old for that because <laughs> they're not kids anymore. But but uh, uh, that is a huge thing, and it's unique to St. Lucie County, um, and and it's really saved people's lives. So big kudos to Clint. Uh, Beth, that entire team over at the health department for going, always going above and beyond for our community. Yes. All right. We are out of time. That wasn't too painful. Was it Beth? <laughs> no, not too bad. <laughs> you, you can tell, we'll tell Trish that you, you totally you knocked it out of the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, we appreciate every listen. Be sure if you happen to miss the radio program any week, which is every Sunday on 104.5 The Flame at 10 a.m., our great partner, you can always catch the podcast version. Just look up Community Connections with Children's Services Council on your favorite podcast app and find us there. And we are grateful for every listen and just a simple reminder, folks, that it's our children, our community, our future. Now more than ever, we're all in this together. We'll see you next time.